Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me Father Alec. And Father Alec, today we are going to talk about the news of the day, which is... Yeah, it's synodality. Uh, so what is a synod? Why are we talking about synodality? Well, so we have, um, you know, we have this uh, this upcoming synod on synods or on synodality, which is like, <laughs> you know... It's Very important, meta. and the Holy Father's been speaking a lot about it, but it has this sort of snooze-inducing um, name, the idea that, you know, it's like having a, you know, a, conference a bureaucratic meeting about, yeah, exactly, a bureaucratic meeting about bureaucracy, I think is what people hear, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, do we really want to, like, our least favorite part of everything is, like, red taping and bureaucracy, and that's what, that's what I think brings in people's heads when they talk about synodality, um, but perhaps because that is our most common association is the precise reason why it is important for us (laughs) to more fully flesh out what synodality actually is, which is not just the way the church institutes like bureaucratic red tape. Yeah. Um, So, so just to be clear, so we're the, the Holy father is called every couple of years, there is a synod in of bishops in Rome and a synod is just a fancy word for a meeting of yeah, church, yeah. church members. Yeah. And so like there've been synods for the last 2000 years of the church. And since the second Vatican council, there's been a regular synod of bishops and Pope Francis is called that this synod is going to be about synodality, which is the, in, in, in as applied to the church as a whole, like what the, how synodality in the church, this, communion way of coming to making decisions and and things like that how that is um reflects the very nature of the church and um i think it's important because there are a lot of things that the church is not that need to be kind of like dismissed and it's on two different sides of things so like the first one i think you hear this a lot i hear it a lot uh and and you being you know from military family and things like that hear that even more like there's this assumption that the church is a top-down corporate structure you know like the pope gives his orders to the cardinals who gives his orders to the bishops who gives his orders to the priests and we give our give the orders to the the people and that's how it kind of flows yeah and while there is a hierarchical aspect of the church it's not a top-down dictatorial corporate structure correct no and you don't you don't see anything like that from the um i I mean i don't want to downplay the idea that there is hierarchy in the church and that we see that from the very beginning but of course if it's just a matter of of, uh, you know, things being kind of like the Holy Spirit being poured into the Pope, the head of the Pope, and then he kind of pushes it out to the rest of us, then we wouldn't have or need so many of the great things that we've seen in the history of the church that often come from, you know, um, you know, religious brothers and sisters, lay people, people mm-hmm. who have, have, you know, little, little or no kind of um, hierarchical rank, I guess you'd say, in the church, mm-hmm. being able to affect tremendous movement um, within the church because they are able to discern where the Holy Spirit is pushing them. And, and in that respect, they're, they're able to, to offer um, these gifts in a way that, that alters the life of the church. So if we're ever looking at it from a purely top down, as if like, you know, it's the Pope's, Pope's job, and then every fruit of the church is going to come directly out of the Pope's head, mm-hmm. and then it's going to go through the bishops and get down to us, and we just kind of get the filter down or like the more digestible version of it. Um, maybe that was in vogue once upon a time as, or at certain moments in the church, as far as it being a good model. Um, but I think what synodality is rightly trying to, uh, focus on is the fact that, uh, we are not just a corporation. We are, and, and this is something that's really important for people to understand. 
we are truly the mystical body of Christ. Exactly. And I say it very specifically, it's a very specific choice of terms because this is not some sort of like, you know, just simile or some kind of like, you know, um, sort of, I don't know, feel good metaphor. But in fact, there is, um, this is a biblically incredibly important image that Paul gives us. And it's one that's been taken up by, by uh, you know, famously by his 12th, but many popes through history that say that this is the way that the spirit moves uh, throughout the whole mm-hmm. body and not just uh, top down, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and then that brings us to the second thing a synod a synodal church is not which is the synodal church is not a democracy um where the what the people want is what we get to believe and so if we all vote on um that we want uh you know communion wafers to be cheese crackers instead of hosts because it tastes better that that does that's not how the holy spirit works that's not either. How the, yeah and that's and how the church works and this synod on synods, Pope Francis said recently in an audience, he said, like, this is not just about getting ideas and coming up with, like, hearing from what people want. It's about a certain ability of the whole church as a corporate whole, as, as a body, discerning how the Holy Spirit works within us and, mm-hmm. and guiding us. And, and I think that image of a body is really important because uh, St. Thomas talks about how the soul fits into the body and it's not through like the brain or through just the heart or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's connected to the whole body. It's the form of the body. It causes the body to be a person. And, um, it's not a top down, like little man driving us around, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's every part of us in some sense is connected to our soul is informed by our soul and, and, and is, expresses our soul. And so, it's the same thing with the body of the church. If the soul of the church is the Holy spirit, there, there is hierarchy in our body. And that's important. Like the, the hand can never do something contrary to the brain that leads to death or contrary to the heart that leads to death. But it, the, the hand does have a role in interaction with the soul and interaction with the Holy spirit in this case. So like every part of us in a certain sense has a role to discern the will of the Holy Spirit and the the in in communion with the whole body, which is the hierarchical church. Yeah. So you know, there's it, it's easy for us to kind of fall into each one of these these kind of traps on either side. Mm-hmm. One is to say there's no room for um, you know broader choices in the virtual excuse me broader voices in the church, or at the very least, they're sort of redundant because mm-hmm. we can discern things just as well you know, through, through the Holy Father's infallibility or something. And the other one is to say that what, what this really equates to is, um, you know, everyone in the church is exactly the same. Well, every, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like everyone is, everyone in, as, as a member of the body of Christ um, is sanctified and, and, you know, truly and, and corporately, whatever, we're all knit together in, in a, in a, an incredibly um, essential way. Everyone plays an essential role in the church um, but it's not just, it's not just kind of whatever your local rotary club where will of the people is what reigns, yeah. right? This isn't something that's, that, that, that can be viewed from a purely human dynamic no, so, or a purely political divine dynamic. It's, and, and, and the synod on synodality is going to have all this diocesan level and, and parish level kind of meetings and things like that. And those meetings are not just, this is what we want, or this is what we think those meetings are meant to be a process of intense prayer and and trying to see okay where is the holy spirit guiding us and 
and informing us according to the hierarchical nature of the church, according to the the tradition that's been passed down to us that we can't change. And and how is that process of prayer going to lead to to greater vibrancy or greater living of the spirit of the church? Um, so I, I think it's helpful for us, like as we're going forward, like one, it's not the, there. I you know, I see news sites all the time and say like, oh, you know, Holy Father is proposing a radical change in the church. And they're like, no, this is how the church has been for a long time. That that we know that from the very early church, the church was synodal, but also recognized the pre- preeminence of of Peter and the bishops. You know, uh, Saint Ignatius says at the very beginning, "Don't do anything without your bishop," um, but do it as a community, as a as a as a communion, as a body together. And I think trying to draw that out. Um, is, is kind of the goal of what Pope Francis is doing when he's calling this, uh, this synod on synodality. And if you are given an opportunity to participate in it, try and see it in that way as not just, um, oh yeah, this is what I think the church should do to make things better. But instead, I'm going in to try and listen with the church in communion with my, my bishop and my priests and my, the faithful people with me. To, to see what is the Holy Spirit, where is the Holy Spirit moving? And the Holy Spirit never moves contrary to the truth and never moves contrary to the church, um, but informs the church and guides the church and, and helps the church to develop the truth um, even further. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's incredibly important to recognize that, yeah, you're, you're exercising um, your membership in the body of Christ with this sort of thing. So it's not, um, this isn't, you know, it's not that it's not that we're not, I guess, looking for ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. we're always, I guess, we're always looking for ideas, but we become fascinated and obsessed with that as as yeah. the means of of like, oh, this is about throwing out a wider net so that everyone you know on planet Earth can can chip in their two cents as to what the church needs to do to make us all better. Um, and in fact, it's a process of 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 kind of a much less. And this is so often the case, right? It's it's not this like this incredibly radical super, you know, super extremely dynamic thing where, where we're going to make this giant document that, 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 that alters the world order. Changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this, it's this process of saying, okay, I'm putting myself at disposal of the spirit. I'm going to enter into this. I'm going to discern what the, what the spirit wants. And I am playing a part Mm -hmm. um, through that sacrifice, through that sort of drawing closer to Christ in bringing to light the truth that the Holy spirit wants us to, to experience. Um, and, and it's really, it, it has to be viewed from that perspective of kind of a docility towards the Holy Spirit, right? You're yeah. chosen to be a part of this. And your goal is not to say, this is what I think, but in fact, the Holy Spirit has, has illumined this in me. And mm-hmm. I offer this to the body of Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and along that line, if you want to be participating in the synodality of the church, the best way to do that first, the first step is personal conversion and radically trying to live in love with God, because then we are more, when we attend to the sacraments more, when we fall in love with God more, we are being more incorporated into the mystical body of Christ. And we're more able to discern the will of the Holy Spirit in the church and, and be more a part of how the church comes, uh, comes to decisions and how the church, how the church grows is because it's, we're, we're, we're being more incorporated into the body itself. Yeah. And I mean, just like in anything, right? Sin separates and cuts and destroys. And if mm-hmm. we are steeped in sin and then attempting to, um, you know, participate in, in, in something that requires the, the, the participation of the body of Christ, you know, if we excise ourselves from that, if we say, 
I'm not really part of the body right now because I, you know, I'm living in, in kind of just, just like a life of, of sin and dissipation that I'm not willing to, to repent from or grow holier in. How, how are you going to offer, you know, docile um, assistance to the body of Christ? If you're, if you're, you know, if you're severing yourself from the body of Christ to begin with. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that people get <laughs> like, they, they want things to be so, cutting edge and new and hip and whatever. And it's just like, no, this is like everything in the church, really a process of conversion and holiness and following yeah. Christ as fully as you can. And then seeing the fruits that pour out from that um, as a member of the body of Christ. Exactly. And if you read what Pope Francis has said about that, that's basically what he says, which is just a beautiful thing to think about. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Father Alec. Uh, hopefully this helps our, our listeners to, to know a little bit more about what's happening in the church, what the synodality uh, synod is all about. Uh, if you'd like to listen to this, uh, um, to other great Catholic talks, you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.org or .com. I can't remember. I always say this. I should really have this written down someplace. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, thank you and God bless you. <laughs>